People came through strong again for Am I Wrong today to help Danielle out with the ugly piece of jewelry that she got. Alleged ugly piece. How dare you? Okay, okay. I'll take Uh, that. A Christmas party may have had a little bit of love blooming and misconnections. Uh, what else did we talk about today? You took some heavy shrapnel on the trash flash. I did. I need to. That's a story I really wish I wouldn't have shared on the air. But you brought it back. That was with, gross. Maybe it's just me and Happy Hour. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it all pans out today. You'll hear it right now in the podcast. Kelly and Wood. What if you get a gift that you don't really want? That's what we have up today in Am I Wrong, where someone is struggling with something, so they call us up so that you can help them work through it. And that's why we have Danielle on the phone with us right now. Danielle, what's going on? Why are you on Am I Wrong today? Hey guys. Yeah. So, um, I told my boyfriend that I wanted this necklace that I'm obsessed with. Um, and you know, Instagram knows that I like it. So it keeps popping it up (laughs) and I'm, yes, I love it. I want it. So, um, I did get a present and it was indeed a necklace, but it was not the necklace that I wanted. It was like his mom's and grandmothers it was like a hand-me-down which means a lot to him but like i don't like it i don't like it at all and i don't know like i feel awful but i just don't really want to wear it Mm. ever okay (laughs) (laughs) so why don't you like it i mean and i know taste is subjective anything it's kind of hard but i mean is it is it like super ugly or just not your style it's like imagine going to like a 1920s like 1920s like themed party okay. you know how they're like kind of gaudy and like tacky that's how it is okay. i don't like it at all it's weird you would call it a hand-me-down though because it's more of like a family a hand-me-down sounds like an old pair of sneakers yeah, oh, yeah. <sighs> but you know this is more of a family heirloom okay so what what do you want to do do you want to tell him that hey i just don't like this thing are you what what do you think your options are here i don't know should i tell him that i don't really like it or should i just wear it for forever <laughs> um, <laughs> wait but this is just your boyfriend not uh not a husband not a fiance yeah just a boyfriend but and he wow and he gave this to you do you do you guys talk about marriage like is this thing going that direction i mean yeah we've been together for two years but okay. like i mean we're so, just not in a place yet to get married or anything i was gonna say that's a that's a pretty hefty thing to give to someone you're just dating yeah um now is may I ask is the grandma still around or is she passed on? No, she's passed on. Okay, is mom still here? Yeah, come on. Yeah, okay. definitely. Boy, it's got so much meaning to it. That's, That's the I'm hard saying. part. Is it so uh, like? Are you? <laughs> what is it that you're worried about? Like people will look at that thing and be like, "Oh, she has a terrible taste in jewelry." I mean, it's like so out of place. You know what I mean? It's like okay. it feels like I'm like dining on the Titanic <laughs> when I'm wearing it. Instead of just like going to the grocery store and just have like a cute little necklace that has just like, you know, a right. small little not the not the know, diamond of the sea or a jewel of the sea or whatever it's called. Right, exactly. And you can't tell yeah. me you didn't want a necklace because you've been telling them you've wanted a necklace, so you're kind of painted into a corner on that part. Exactly. Mm. Well, exactly. I'm, I'm trying to think back to when I was dating, like how I would have taken that kind of news. And I don't. I guess I wouldn't have been that offended by it because it even is, if it's your Mimos, yeah, because it's just like my wife has a uh, like a jewelry case that mm-hmm. she got from my grandma, and it's ugly, and I know it's ugly. But my wife was like, oh, "No, I'll take it. I'll take it." Thank you, Mister Kelly. Because my dad gave it to her. My wife loved my dad, and he's since passed, and so okay. it meant a lot to her. But that thing sits in a closet, like it's not out on display, and she's not wearing it around her neck. <laughs> right, right. 
So, yeah, that's a tough one. Well, this is perfect for Am I Wrong? Yeah, because I don't have an answer for you. So I guess the question is, should you tell your boyfriend that the family heirloom that he gave you, that necklace, just isn't your taste? Exactly. Okay. I need to know. Maybe you could turn it into a brooch or something. <laughs> Sounds like a hubcap. Do women still wear brooches? I don't think so. <laughs> they did on the Titanic. <laughs> Keep coming back to the Titanic. All right, so what we're going to do, Danielle, is we're going to put you on hold. You'll be able to hear all the calls and all the texts, okay? And we'll find out, are you wrong? Sounds good. All right, 320-656-9453. That is the phone number to call and text. we got someone sitting on hold already who wants to chime in. Don't hang up. We're going to get to you, and we're going to get to all your calls and texts next. If someone gave you a gift that meant a lot to his family, but you didn't like it, would you, how would you handle it? Would you tell him? What would you do? That is the question today, and am I wrong? we got someone sitting on hold who wants to chime in. What's up? Well, if I were hurt, I would just say it's very nice, but it's not my taste. Right. Okay, so be nice, but let him down gently, huh? Exactly. You know, kind of like when we got our first broken heart, when she said, you're a pain in the ass. <laughs> so, have you ever been in a situation like this before, where you've given someone something and they told you they didn't like it? Yeah, my wife. No. Okay. I, what was it? A quick response. Uh, A ring. Okay. And what did and she, it, was it a family heirloom or anything, or was it just something you went and got? Yeah, it, it, it was. It was my great-grandma's. Okay. Hey, that and sounds like a nice ring. It was, but it wasn't her taste. Okay. And she told me that, and I said, oh, okay. So we just put it in a jewelry box for a few years, and there it sits. And you weren't offended by it at all? No, because she came out and told me. Okay. All right. That's a good and message for Danielle. Honesty is sometimes the best policy. <laughs> well, awesome, man. We appreciate the call this morning. All right. Take care, guys. You too. 320-656-9453 is the phone number that will work no matter where you are listening. And we got a lot of texts rolling in too. Yeah, good ones. How about this one? Do not be honest with him in all caps. Whoa, okay. Keeping names out of this. But my husband and I went through this years ago. He gave me a very ugly family ring. (laughs) I told him it was ugly. We've been married 14 years. I have heard about that ring. Seven million times. Oh, he's carrying a grudge on that one. Every time he gives me a present, he says, is this better than the ring? <laughs> Ooh-wee. My wife lost a very nice necklace I got her, and I, if I ever buy her jewelry, I always bring it up. I'm like, now see if you can try not to lose this one. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, your, maybe your wife isn't all wrong here. <laughs> uh, another text message rolling in. Uh, on the flip side of it, my husband gave me a ugly ring, but it meant a lot to him. I just wear it. And honestly, yeah, the first week and a half, it was hard. But since then, I don't even notice it anymore. No one ever says anything. It's still ugly. And at some point in time, I'll no longer wear it. But it makes him happy. Do women notice other women's rings? I Because I've never once looked at someone's rings. We're not jewelry people, though. Right. We're not. But I'm saying, I wonder if women notice that sort of... Like, like, how, they, yes. like how they say that women notice your shoes right away. Mm-hmm. They say that. I never look at someone's shoes. Oh, I do. Except for your shoes. You got awesome shoes, though. I rock the shoe game. You do. But I think... I, I, I would say yes. Uh, Granted, I'm not a woman, but I would say yes, I think they do. Other people texting in, this is from a guy's perspective. I would say keep it. Don't tell him you don't like it. Only wear it at family gatherings or when his mom's around. Other people are saying that very much. Like, only wear it for family gatherings, accept it, wear it on birthdays, Valentine's Day, things like that, or his family function. Yeah. So that's a lot of where that's where a lot of people are keeping it at. It seems like that would be a good strategy to have. Mm-hmm. You know, then you just keep the peace. Yeah, it's ugly. Who cares? And then, then at the end of the day, 
It's just a ring. And, and well, no, this is a necklace. Well, we, yeah, we, but uh, but these other people are talking about their text messages. Okay, stories. I see what you're saying. I see mm-hmm. what you're saying. I'll let that one slide. And honestly, a necklace I think is a little bigger than a ring. Just put it in your shirt. <laughs> Yeah, you're always tucking it in. Wear a, wear a turtleneck and tuck it in. You can never wear the V-necks again. <laughs> All right. Well, let's keep these calls and keep these texts coming. Mm-hmm. 320-656-9453 is the phone number. Danielle wants to know. She got an ugly necklace from her boyfriend that means a lot to him because it was his grandma's. She hates the thing. She just doesn't know. Should she tell him or not? We'll get her uh, judgment call and your calls on next. Kelly and Wood. If someone gave you a piece of jewelry that you just didn't like at all, but it meant something to them because it was from their grandma, would you tell them? What would you do? Would you just eat it? Mm -hmm. How would you handle it? That's what's happening today in Am I Wrong? We're trying to help Danielle out, who's sitting on holding, and hear all your calls and all your texts. Now, you said you find yourself in the same situation. I am calling because the second Christmas I spent with my now husband, he got me a ballerina necklace. Okay. But my mother always sent me ballerina this, ballerina that, because I took ballet as a kid. Okay. Okay. I am not into ballet. I do not like ballerinas. And I had to look at him and say, this is like a mother-daughter thing. Like, no. (laughs) I hate it. Oh, (laughs) How'd he take it? (laughs) He looked at me and he's like, your mom always sends you ballerina stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's from my childhood. Wow. You know, he thought he nailed that gift, too. Right. (laughs) He did. And I felt so bad. But we exchanged it together and... It all worked out. What? Okay, so how did he take it, though? Was he hurt at first, or was he just confused? I I think he was more confused. There was probably a little bit of hurt because he really thought he did really well. Yeah. So that kind of hurt his pride a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. But we ended up getting married, so it was all okay. <laughs> right. Does he, does he ever bring it up to this day? Uh, yes. He will tell me, well, I didn't get any ballerinas on this one. Wow. So he's Kelly. Now, did did he pick out your ring on his own, or did you help him? Um, My ring, he went to his aunt. I said, please help him. I do not want to end up with the ballerina situation again. <laughs> the ballerina situation. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, good. I'm glad it ended up working out. So, so to help out Danielle, you're saying honesty is the best policy. Honesty is the best policy. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much for calling. Thanks. All right. 320-656-9453 is the phone number. That'll work no matter where you're listening. Uh, People texting in. How about this? She received the best gift ever. It speaks volumes about what he thinks of her and the love that he holds for her. Mm -hmm. You go ahead. You know what? Instead of concentrating how ugly it is, concentrate on the meaning behind it. Wear it on special occasions. A lot of people saying like special occasions. Right. How about this one? Tell them you appreciate it. Find a nice box to display it and say you don't want to wear it because you don't want to risk losing it. Hey, that's pretty good. That's not bad. Like a little shadow box. Uh, Same thing here from Mike says, tell them necklace is more of an heirloom and maybe, you know, go ahead and keep it to the side. Other people saying, just go buy that nice necklace you want. Buy it yourself. Right. Sometimes you got to do that. Go get it yourself. You want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Uh, but yeah, this. Uh, how about this? You know what? Keep the necklace. It's a big deal to him and his family to be gifted. That is a big deal. Take good care of it. Just wear it on special occasions. So that's what a lot of people are kind of leaning into, I think. All right. I'll, well, we could get Danielle back on the phone and give her her judgment if you feel like we've taken enough uh, feedback on this. I think we got a pretty good feel here. All right, Danielle, you heard all the calls. You heard all the texts. Your judgment today, and am I wrong? 
It's kind of a split decision today. Mm-hmm. A hung jury, if you will. But a lot of people saying honesty is probably the best policy with this, just because it does mean so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot and of people are saying, how, a lot of people are saying, could you just wear it like when you're going to be around his family? Like, yeah. Special occasions thing. And, and maybe when you find, maybe when you tell him, you'll find out how he really feels about it. Maybe he'd be okay with that. Yeah, I definitely don't think he would be okay with that. Um, no? But I, I do think that I, I just wear it around his family mm-hmm. and not take any photos. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's one of those old-timey photos at the fair. Exactly, like in sepia tones. Yes. What if he does react poorly to it? Like, let's say you tell him, let's say, you know, all right, you think about this and you say, look, this just isn't my style. You know, I appreciate the sentimentality behind it and everything. And he gets upset. Is this, I mean, like you said, you really like the guy. Is this where something you're like, look, I'm not going to keep jumping through this hoop or is it just something you deal with? No, I mean, at that point, it'd be something I deal with. But like, I also really wanted that necklace that I initially wanted, you know? Yeah. Well, when's your birthday? In the summer well, let's hope Meemaw doesn't uncover any new jewelry between then and there, right? For real, though. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for calling in this morning and being on Am I Wrong? And I hope it helped you out a little bit. Thank you guys so much for helping me. And um, if you see on Instagram or any social media, a woman with a really ugly necklace, it's me. <laughs> that thing's getting worn once. <laughs> Kelly and Wood. All right, we got Chris Stapleton tickets that we're giving away. We are playing a little game that we like to call three in five, and I believe that we have Bailey. Is it on the phone ready to play? Bailey, what are you up to? I'm just sitting at work. Okay. Are you bored or what? Well, kind of. Where, where do you work? I do medical billing. Okay. Ah, all right. Say, so let's get your supervisor in there. Let's get you. Watch your mouth, all right? <laughs> Don't be diving out, Bailey. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't do that. Bailey, are you ready to play three and five? Yeah. All right. Now, have you heard the game played before? Yep. Okay, so you got five seconds. I'm going to ask you a question. You got to give me three answers. For instance, Kelly Jordan, give me three soft drinks. Coke, Pepsi, Mountain Dew. Look at him go. He would be a winner. So, Bailey, hopefully we are going to make you a winner to go see Chris Stapleton, Lainey Wilson, and everybody else. What a show that will be. Are you ready to go? Yep. Kelly Jordan, are you ready? Fingers on the timer. All right. Here we go, Bailey. In five seconds, name me three different types of birds. Uh, Bluebird, Robin, Blackbird. Hey! That only took three seconds. Bailey, are you an outdoors woman? Yeah. Oh, see. And an overachiever. Uh, absolutely. Now, you've got Chris Stapleton tickets. Who are you going to take with you? Um, Probably my coworker. Okay. Ooh. That's very nice of you. All right. Well, hey, you and whoever you want to take with you are going to go see Chris Stapleton, okay? All right. Sounds good. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news with Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. Last year, right before the holidays, a young girl named Millie, whose last name is, I believe, Kakutska. Okay. I'm going to not do that more than once because I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I believe that's her last name. Anyway, right before the holidays last year, she lost her Border Collie mix, and she said it just kind of ruined Christmas Day last year. So when her parents came to her this year and said, hey, we need your Christmas list, what would you like for Christmas this year? They haven't replaced the dog yet. It, Millie said that she just isn't ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. 
And so they thought, well, she'll probably come back with a Christmas list and say, I want a new dog this year. Well, kind of she did that, except for she wanted to help a bunch of dogs this year. So when she came back with her Christmas list for her parents, she said, I want to start a donation drive to help shelter animals. I want to get them toys. I want to get them food. I want to get cash for whatever they might need. And so she did exactly that. Well, Millie got the attention of a local CBS television station. They came and did a story on her. And Millie was able to raise hundreds upon hundreds of toys for the toy shelter, which helped uh, for the uh, animal shelter, which helped multiple animal shelters. And as far as cash goes, she's raised over $10,000 in cash. Four local local animal shelters. Dang. And there's no sign of it stopping anytime soon. It's funny. I had to do, when I was younger, I had to do community service for some stupid thing I did Mm -hmm. as a kid. And I did it at the local Humane Society. And it is crazy the amount of of how expensive it is to run a Humane Society. Like, you don't think about the amount of food and staff and just... All the things that they need for well, these animals. Especially like the no-kill places. Like you've seen where like some dogs can be there for like 18 months. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, I will say this. It was really cool to be at that animal shelter at the Humane Society and see how many people will come in and donate their time to just take dogs for a walk. If, you, if, if you're ever looking to donate some time, they need help all the time. All the time. I was ordered by court to be there, but the other people were there out of the goodness of their hearts. And I was allergic to cats, too, so it was really hard for me to be there. I suffered. It was tough as you were going through their pockets. I <laughs> chew. <laughs> I was counting like three bucks. No, 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 no. Back to, back to the matter at hand that young Millie here decided that she turned her grief and missing her animal, missing her border collie, to help hundreds and hundreds of animals. And what a great way to honor yeah, the, the missing pup. You know, absolutely. And she's only nine years old, and she had this idea. It's amazing. Her parents were blown away. How often do we see this though? Little kids stepping up and doing awesome things. We don't give enough credit. That's the problem, Wood. You bet. We do here though, man. We shine a light on it every time something like this happens because you have to. Come on. All thanks to audio, video extremes. That was your happy hour. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Would you guess what? That Japan has like 3,000 islands? Something like that. So they recently just conducted a digital geological survey and found 7,000 new islands, bringing their grand total of islands to 14,125 islands that Japan has. I don't even understand how that works. Well, because it's all, you know, like emerging land too, correct? Yeah. So how is that possible though? 14,000? Like, so could you just go to Japan and be like, hey, I want to buy that island out there? No, I don't think so. That'd be sweet though, right? I think most of it's like uninhabitable though. Well, you make it habitable. You put a septic system out there, what? a little water tank, a windmill for electricity. That's Boom! it, huh? You're living the life of Riley. Big deal. Starring you as Riley. There has to be a way to inha- to make them to make them habitable. Now, did they say why they keep finding all these new ones? Is it because of that tsunami? It didn't say why. I guess that very well could be that okay. maybe some new land has been exposed. But yeah, I just I just can't like I'm trying to picture what 14,000 islands would look like, and some of them are probably you know, yeah, 50 feet across or something, so. little bumps, right? But some of them gotta be you know. I, I, that'd be so fun to take a boat out there and just go from island to island. You say that, but then what about internet or I don't need the internet. Store? I hate the internet. Okay, how are you, you going to eat there? 
With the internet? The internet isn't going to help me eat. No, I mean... I don't you, use DoorDash. You can't go to the grocery store. How are you going to eat? The, by boat. Oh, cool. You take a boat to the mainland, you go get your food, and then you go back to your island. I forgot milk. Get it See tomorrow. him again in six weeks. Get it to, you just get it the next day. Milk and fish? No, I, thank you. I'd have a cow. I'd have a cow on the island. Mm-hmm. That gives me my fertilizer, beef if I'm in a pinch... Oh, <laughs> and milk. By the way, that's a one-time thing. I don't know I if you know if that. I said if I'm in a yeah. Like if I if my boat floats away and I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta really carbo load here. To me, protein that, load. That's one of those things that sounds great on paper, and then you get out there. And uh, by the way, it's wet all the time. That would suck, you know. And it would be windy all the time. Yeah, <laughs> but that's why you have a windmill for your electricity. And as I said, Japan deals with tsunamis a lot. What was it like in 2011? They had like a tsunami that killed like 18,000 people. Yeah. No, thanks. Okay. Well, I'm not saying, dude, by no means do I want to move to Japan, but I'm saying that there would it would be kind of cool. Okay, say you don't even live on one of these islands. Just say like for a fun boat trip day, you just go from, you just go island hopping one day for now, fun. Vacation? Okay. I'm back in. Or, or like camp. Say you go camp on an island. I'm back out. You check, well, no, you check the tsunami report, make sure there's nothing coming, make sure there's no hurricanes or anything coming. I guess an earthquake, though, could trigger a tsunami like right. that. Or a high tide. Just goes in and washes you out to sea. <laughs> it's, it's got its problems, but I think with the proper amount of research, it could be fun. It could just be kind of fun. But here's the difference between you and I. You like the water. I love the water. I'm not a fan. Right. So keep me out of it. I think because I grew up in Minnesota. Probably. You, you have an attachment to water. Landlocked, please. <laughs> in fact, I got my eye on that Lake Superior. What are you feeling so good about yourself about, huh? Oh, man. My dream. My son has a kid in his class whose dad owns a sailboat on Lake Superior. And that's what they do all summer. They sail Lake Superior all summer long. Isn't that a lot of work? Uh, sailing would suck. Yeah. I, I would hate sailing so much. But if I had a nice big, like, I don't know how big of a boat you need to go out on Lake Superior. Pretty big. I mean, it took down the Edmund Fitzgerald's. So. Allegedly. It, no, it, it it took it down. Mm-hmm. You, would, you would need, like, probably a 40-foot boat to go out on Lake Superior. And I don't know which one's the bow and the stern and the... Well, the bow is the front. The stern is the back. Uh, well, the, what's the left and right? Port and... Starboard. Starboard or Starship. Stay up Starship Enterprise. I'm just going to stand in the middle. Jefferson Starship. Watch out! Here comes the dinghy, the buoy, or whatever. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm I'm fine admitting I am a land guy. I, I love being on the water, and I would love to go. This really doesn't have anything to do with what we talked about originally, but yes, Japan now says they have fourteen thousand one hundred twenty-five islands. Good for them. And that's what I had for you today, and maybe it's just me. Okay, maybe it wasn't the most interesting one, but I found it super interesting. It's not bad. And you know what? If you didn't like it, the good news is there's always a new one coming at you tomorrow, and you might not like that one either, but that's okay, because I don't mind saying to you with a straight face right in your face that sometimes... (laughs) These people are looking for love. I love it. We'll help them find it. It's Missed Connections with Kelly and Wood. This is where Wood finds a couple who almost had a love connection but couldn't quite make it. So we use the power of radio to see if we can thrust these two back together. Oh, my. This one's called Christmas Party. Mm. Male for female. I love it. We were both at... Blank business Christmas party last Saturday night. Okay. I don't want to use company names as you and I were both there with someone else. But you could tell. But I could tell that you loved what you saw in me. Got that? (laughs) 
Yes. Even though it was not black tie, you still stole the show in jeans and a t-shirt. Ow. We actually spoke at the bar. I was joking around and hit you with, you must be a bank loan with everyone's interest. Oh, gross. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's better. I don't it think gets you. Better? I, it goes. It can't get worse. I don't think you really heard me because you walked off after a little laugh. Oh, she heard you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you kept checking me out, and the good news is, I was at the party with a friend with Benny's. It isn't serious. You seemed as if you weren't crazy about the guy that you were there with as well. Plus, my friend says that your boyfriend hits on her all the time at work, so he kind of sucks, and I think you deserve better. Hold on a second. My friend's... But what did it say? I believe he's talking about his friends with benefits that he was there at the party with. Okay. Her boyfriend hits on her at work. I'm still confused. Pay attention. I'm trying to. Hopefully you are open to the idea of us having a few drinks and seeing if this is a deal. All right. Now, to be fair, I think he may have wrote this drunk. Because there were a lot of sentences I did my best to get through. <laughs> well, the what was the pickup line again? You must be a bank loan because you got everyone's interest? You must be a bank loan with everyone's interest. Wow. Oh, yeah. I've, I, I'll give him this, though. I've never, ever heard that one before. I think there's a reason you've never heard that one. Because <laughs> that's not good. That isn't good. That's really bad. But he shot his shots. He sure did, Wood. And if she's with a deadbeat, well, maybe he could save her here. Now, isn't that what Misconnections is all about, Exactly. It's about finding love for people who just couldn't quite make it happen on their own. Take two people, bring them together. You're pretty good at it, Wood. Oh, my. I gotta give you that. Now, will they get a love connection out of this one? It's looking looking iffy. Mm -hmm. But that's not for us to judge. And I guarantee you'll have another one for us next week when you... <laughs> you dang right. Use the power of radio to see if you can't thrust a couple together oh. and a little something we like to call misconnections. It's a Kelly and Wood quick hit. This is nothing short of a miracle. A 37-year-old woman went to her doctor complaining of stomach cramps that would just not go away. Well, the doctors found that she was 23 weeks pregnant with a baby growing in her bowels. What? Yeah, the woman had extreme bloating and abdominal pain. Doctors diagnosed her with abdominal abdominal pregnancy Mm -hmm. and were able to deliver a healthy baby at 29 weeks old. Ooh, 29 weeks before I hold them, though. What is that? 29 weeks. What is that? Eight, under eight. So that's under eight months. Mm -hmm. Seven would be 29. There you go. Seven times four is 28, correct? Uh Uh-huh. So then add one. So a little over seven months, they were able to deliver a healthy baby, but the baby was growing in her abdomen. What country is this in? It doesn't say. Yeah, I'm not buying this. Why are you not buying it? Because we always get these wild stories of like, you know, whether it's a pregnancy or this person who lives in the jungle that's 175 years old. Right. And all these things, a lot of them come from China and I just don't buy it. Are you trying to say China's trying to lie to us? Yes. (laughs) Because now, to be fair, I was not a good student. Okay. Didn't pay that much attention in health class. But I'm pretty sure that's not where babies grow. I am pretty sure myself, Mm -hmm. but I wonder if there's a way that it can happen. Like maybe the umbilical cord goes from 
where it's supposed to it's be. It's not a bungee cord. He's not bouncing around the intestines. It's, it's a nice long cord. I mean, it's like, like in the old days where you had the telephone in the kitchen that had the super long cords and go in the living room. I'm just, there has to be, I mean, I don't know why they would put this story out if it wasn't true. I I don't know. There's just a lot of these stories that just, I don't, eh, or she's lying about it. I, look, fine. Hey, hey. At the end of the I'm day, trying to bring you a story of a miracle here, Wood. I'm very glad that the baby was born healthy, assuming it did actually exist. That it actually happened. Well, it would be a pretty random story just to bring up. Either way, I'm trying to bring you a story that I thought would brighten your day. You are. <laughs> and apologies for me with my, you know, conspiracy glasses. Well, what's coming up in the trash flash? We all try to stay warm in the winter. Mm-hmm. This fella... He had a weird way of doing it and it ended up costing him bigly. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Yes, that's where we have 38-year-old Michael Dubberly. Now, here's the deal. Michael went out drinking. Went out partying with his boys and tied one on. But when the bars closed, all his buddies went home. But Michael, he wasn't ready to quit. I know the feeling. He got more partying to do. So Michael decided, you know what? I'm going to hit that gas station right there. I'm going to buy me some more drinks. Mm -hmm. And the party shall not stop. Well, sure enough, he walked over to a gas station and bought not one, not two, but three. Mike's hard tall boys. Oh, he's going to have some heartburn on that. Mm-hmm. But the problem is everywhere else was closed. So Michael sat down right in front of a real estate office. Started crushing those lemonades. But at some point in time, Michael apparently got a little cold. That's when he decided, you know what? I need a fire. Did he maybe just go home at this point in time, Kelly? It would have been a good deal. You would think. Instead, Michael decided, you know what? I'm going to set my shoe on fire <laughs> for some warmth. This will keep me warm for 30 seconds. Does what? leather even burn? Uh, it's a tall test to think that he's wearing leather shoes. <laughs> okay, canvas. He sat down and set his foot ablaze. But the good news is his foot wasn't in the shoe at the time. Okay. But he then passed down. Someone driving by noticed that there was a guy laying on the ground with a fire raging next to him and called 911. <laughs> when authorities got there, the fire was still going and five feet from the front entrance of the building that Michael was passed out at. That shoe must have been soaked in booze <laughs> to be burning like that. The good news is officers were able to quickly put out the fire and then warmed up Michael and said, hey, what's going on here? And he said, hey, that was my fire. What's your problem? <laughs> But he also then admitted that, yeah, I am very drunk. He was unsteady on his feet and hard to understand, according to officers. They could smell a strong odor of alcoholic beverage coming from him. He was taken to jail because the fire did do some damage to the building. And he is facing charges. I really didn't think a shoe would burn that long. Ah, who knows what kind of shoe that is? It could have been like a hemp shoe or something like that. The Bear Grylls special. All right, well, let's give this one a score, Wood. I think we have enough information to give this one a score. Are mm-hmm. you ready? Come on. Let's see here. Uh, we have 
How about not going home when the bar closes? Exactly. And and I've done it. I know. I know sometimes I catch some shrapnel on these, mm-hmm. but you just got to go home. There's when a reason why. everyone else is going home and you're like, nah, I'm going to hit the gas station for some more drinks. God, I've done that. Hold the mirror up. Mm. Mm-hmm. 175 points on that right there. Didn't I'm not you proud once of tell it. me that you went into a gas station bathroom and started drinking? <laughs> that was in private. Oh, we were on a road trip. That was somebody else. Don't worry about it. I was a passenger in the car. I wasn't driving, mm-hmm. but we were on a road trip down to the beach. And you didn't want a car bar. Right. And I wasn't going to drink in, in, inside the car, so I bought a tall boy. Where, it was like, where's your bathroom? I got to use the bathroom real quick. Boom. Just pounded that bad boy in the bathroom. 150 points. <laughs> Is that any better? Yeah. 150 points. Actually, can I be honest? I think it was two. <laughs> 300 points. <laughs> I think it was two tall boys, and I drank him in like two minutes. Entered house, man. Get ready. Kelly's telling a story. I probably got I probably got in the car and fell right asleep after that, too. Like, that was like pounding three beers in two minutes. Oh, he's so tired. This ain't about me. No, it's not. All right. Back to the matter at hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, sitting down. De- okay, so going, get, getting the tall boys, the, the Mike's Hard Lemonade, not having anywhere to go, so you sit in front of a realty office and drank it. That's trashy. That's super trashy, man. At least I was in an automobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get that 175 points right there. Setting your shoe on fire because you're cold. That's trashy. <laughs> That's beyond trashy. That's 200 points right there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. He was drunk. That was 75. Rested 75. Mm-hmm. I know there's got to be more points here. How about somewhere. the fact that the authorities could barely understand him because he was so drunk? Okay. I'll, I mean, we already gave him points for being drunk, but All I'll right. tack on an extra 50. Okay. We're, we're not going to just beat this guy up for just wanting, <laughs> just wanting to relax. Kelly's under a lot of pressure. <laughs> what? Let's see. Here we go. All right, we got a score, Wood. Are you ready? Come on. Today, our gentleman setting his shoe ablaze to keep warm earns himself a surprisingly low 750 points. Trashy. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our very first break of the day. I tell Wood that I uh, caught some heat at my house for disrespecting Taylor Swift. And it kind of got us into good uh, broken-hearted songs. <laughs> That's right. Breakup songs. Woo! Always a fun topic in the morning. But uh, I don't know. I had fun doing it. And you'll hear it all right now. That's why we tack it on the end of the podcast. Because it's our first break of the day and we call it our bonus track. Kelly and Wood. Let's do this thing this morning. Goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, coming in hot. Ready to do it on a, what is today, Tuesday? My week is all off. Yeah? Because we're taking Friday off after the Kelly and Wood Christmas party on Thursday night, which you are all invited to. Absolutely. Uh, and which I'm so happy we're taking Friday off. I don't think we did last year, and it was a mess on Friday morning. Well, we had all sorts of plans to replay audio when we got back <laughs> in here, right. and then we, we couldn't. Well, we, it didn't. It, it was way too busy to be. We always have these super high hopes of what mm-hmm. we're going to be able to accomplish, and we always get about 60% of what we plan on doing. But the reason it didn't happen is because we were having so much fun. Right. And, you know, at some point you have to put the work aside and we get to have a little fun, too. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Kelly and Wood Christmas party is all about happening at Raleigh's this Thursday. Oh, yeah. Should we just should we hit the James Brown and get going? I mean, I think because after all, it's JB's world. All right. I came up with that 22 seconds ago. No way. That's how my brain works. Oh, yeah. Always firing on 100%. By the way, the Kelly and Wood Christmas party is coming up on Thursday. I know we talked about it a lot yesterday. 
But we really, really want to pack that place again. Well, and the more people we have, the more fun we have, and hopefully the more money we can raise. For the St. Nick Project. Again, if you are coming out, no, you do not have to bring a, a brand new unwrapped toy. No, we would like for you to, but we realize money is tight right now. No, you do not have to give money towards the project, even though that would be phenomenal. Even a dollar. And if you do, you get extra entries in for all the tickets we're giving away. We got Chris Stapleton tickets. We got Winstock tickets, WeFest tickets on the fun bus, mind you. We also have uh, Kenny Chesney tickets. We right. got a lot of tickets. Cash. To we got some cashies she'll be giving away. And so yesterday, I'm trying to get some of this stuff done because I am prepping already for the Kelly Moore Christmas party. Good, because I'm not. I am I, getting it done. I'm just getting in my mental space. So my son comes walking by and, Dad, what you working on? <laughs> Settle up, youngster. And I kind of show him all everything I'm working on. He tells me I'm really good at the prison prices, right? Okay. Because sometimes he'll listen in the mornings on his way to school, and he'll listen. No, Dad, I'm I'm really good at it. Okay. Uh, a, I don't know if this is something we need to be bragging about. B, <laughs> I, I, no, you're not. I think he's got some future plans. Watch yourself. That's my boy. <laughs> and so I told him, I was like, oh, you think you're real good? So I have my list of prison commissary items. Yes. He's phenomenal. Really? Do he's we have like a, really good. Do we have a ringer for the prison price? If people don't know what the prison price is right is, because if you're listening now, you're maybe... It's where Wood has items in the commissary, mm-hmm. and we all try and guess how much these things are, and we usually play for tickets or whatever, right. and we'll be doing that at the Kelly and Wood Christmas party. Correct. He was phenomenal. Really? He was like a rain man, an idiot savant, if you will. <laughs> And I, I, I had to like, you know, where you got the the papers and you're kind of checking the back. Like, can you can read see through these? this? You know, he was phenomenal. Is he watching YouTube videos about prison commissary items? Who the hell knows? But honestly, there's a part of me that thinks I maybe want him to go against people in the prison prices. Right? Do it. I would say do it because he's going to be there. Right? That'd be fun. Yeah. Because we're already we have no place else to go. Because our house will be boarded up and everything and ready right. to sell. All right, fine. He's going to be there. I may bring him up on stage and let people beat up on the boy. Do it. And take him down a peck. Or he just runs circles around everyone. Right. And he's headed to prison. And he's the champion. Who knows? <laughs> but I was I was really, honestly, I, I this sounds bad to say out loud, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I was proud that my son was really good at figuring out what was the price of stuff in prison. Hey, man, you have to, if there's one thing I've learned about children, you have to let them be themselves. Exactly. They'll, they will tell you what they're good at. You can try it. It's nature over nurture, Wood. I, I I would love to get maybe him on like the real prices, right? Yeah. But maybe he's just terrible at that because there's no shanks involved. Have you ever seen that video, that documentary? Of course you haven't. You've never watched a documentary in your life. But no. About that dude who guessed the exact prices on The Price is Right. Oh, yeah. Because he, he wa- sat and watched it constantly, and he would, he would get into The Price is Right constantly and be in the studio audience, and he'd always be yelling out the exact prices. Well, finally, he got his shot at contestants row and was guessing to the penny. What these things were. Jeez. And so they actually, they did something where they thought he was cheating in some way, but they couldn't figure out how. But the dude was just like a savant where he could just, he could commit things to memory so quickly that he knew the exact down of the penny of everything on the prices right. So he wasn't cheating. He was no, just he wasn't, smart. He wasn't cheating at all. It's like the other documentary about that dude who was on a- Press your luck. Press your luck. Yeah. Right. He wasn't cheating, but he just figured out the pattern- 
of the you know where the whammies were gonna be mm-hmm. or whatever. He figures it out and he goes on there and just crushes it to where they like change the rules where you could only win like a dozen games in a row. And then he had to be taken off or something like that. Yeah, it was something like when the whammy popped up in like the left corner, he had to hit it then because he knew like the next one didn't have like any whammies on it or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, because you got to think, I mean, that shit was on in the 70s, so technology couldn't have been that great. Right. Where It, there it was would, a pattern. Right. So he figured it out at home and then just went on the show and crushed it. That's wild. I know. That that documentary was weird, though, because he used, like, this dark, ominous music through the whole thing. It's like the guy was just, he wasn't evil. He was just crushing it and had pressure luck. It was probably put out by, I don't know, the guy who invented pressure <laughs> luck. I know, the, I know the host was happy because he finally got a narration job after all these years. Yeah. It's funny that those, it's funny because, you know, I watch the Buzzer Network all the time, which is all old game shows mm-hmm. all the time from, like, the 60s and 70s. And it's hilarious when they would do the celebrity, you know, whatever it was. Right. You know, password or whatever the heck it was. Celebrity Jeopardy is the one that really irritates me. They, they, you know, A, they're either feeding them answers or B, those questions are a lot easier. Because there's no way Ben Affleck is, you know, knocking down right. questions about the periodic I table. I don't think Ben Affleck's ever been on Celebrity. That's he more, would. He that's, would. That's more of a Coolio thing than a Ben Affleck thing. Fair enough. You know, Steve Harvey. Well, Steve Harvey would probably host it. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think they're getting A-list celebrities. Bobby Flay. Right. <laughs> I'm on to you, Bobby Flay. There's no way you know all that. Those are two good documentaries, though. If you like game shows, which I do. And it's funny, too, when you watch the old Prices Right, like the original one from like the 60s, they'd give away a home. Yeah. They'd be like, all right, here's a house. Yeah, but a house was like nine thousand bucks. Well, sixty five hundred actually, but oh. but I'm saying like I mean at the time sixty five hundred was Still. a you know over a year's salary probably. Now, if there was one game show you think you could do well on, because you believe that you would kill name that tune, name that tune, I would destroy that game. Other than that, anything? Probably not. I tried out to be on Family Feud, right? With my family, I could maybe do that one. And I also tried to do Beat the Swami. That was an old game on ESPN. Oh, where they okay. had like this little creature in the basement that knew everything about sports. He was pretty good. I bet you could do well on that one. I didn't though. get picked though. Well, I was too smart. You probably cussed somebody out in the yeah, interview probably. process. This is BS. If I yeah, if I had to guess, it was all they you. They should get cheated. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I did a cardinal sin last night in my home. I dared to speak ill of Taylor Swift. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a big thing. Uh, in my house, I stepped out. <laughs> In my house, speaking ill of Taylor Swift might be the worst crime you can commit right now. Mm -hmm. My wife and daughter are massive fans of Taylor Swift. Big Swifties. Let me tell you what happened. So they were listening to a song, and it's like this 10-minute long song. All right. You've you've probably heard it before, too. You probably just don't know it, but you've probably heard it before, and I forget what the heck it's called now. All right. (laughs) Anyway... Well, that part isn't important to the story. All right. So anyway, I forget what I forget what the song is called. So I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh, All Too Well. That's the name of it. Okay. And I was like, this is a good song. This is a really good song. And of course, she wrote it about an ex-boyfriend. I said, well, who did, he, who did she write this one about? And my daughter was like, Jake Gyllenhaal. And so I'm listening. I was like, man, this is a really emotional. Like, I was like, this is a really good song. Hmm. And my daughter's like, yeah, it's 10 minutes long. And I go, dang, I didn't even know they dated that long for her to like be this in love with him. And she was like, well, they dated for three months. That's it? it, it my it sentiments exactly. Three months? I was like, three months? Get over it. Three <laughs> months? I was like, she wrote a 10-minute song about a three-month relationship? I was like, that's her fault for falling in love so fast. That's not Jake Gyllenhaal's fault. Especially in Hollywood. Right. Three months. 
That's nothing. And she was like, Dad, you don't understand. I was like, no, I do understand. I didn't, you know, tell my daughter how many lovers I've taken in my life. She didn't need to know that business, but I've had plenty of relationships that have lasted three months, and I didn't even remember the person's name three weeks later. If there's a couple things you know about, it's like 80s hip-hop. Yes. Losing fights. Yes. And heartbreak. Yes. Dude, those are, those are in my wheelhouse. Come on. If, you, if someone's making a documentary about any three of those things, I'm your guy. The only thing you're missing from writing that song is Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> right. You could pen that letter yourself. <laughs> I, just, I just said to my daughter, Presley, I said, Presley, I had relationships that lasted three months, and I never cared this much about any of those people. Yeah, they were fun. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. And they were, I'm sure they were great people. If I could remember any of them. Right. I, look, I was drinking a lot, you know. It, Living it was, life. It was a wild scene in exactly. my 20s. It was a very wild scene. But I'm just saying, like, come on, to write that song about a three-month relationship? Give me a break. Now, to be fair, that actually shows an insane amount of talent. Oh, the song is phenomenal. Like, it, it was making me emotional. I was like, dang, wow. this is a, well, it doesn't take much. I was about to say low bar alert. <laughs> but to think about it, like, if you could take like a, just a little snippet and turn it into something like like that, right. that's pretty powerful. And and that's what I was t- that's what I was telling my daughter about the song because I was like, man, she was really she was really in love with this guy. Mm-hmm. And then I heard it was Jake Gyllenhaal, and then I heard it was three months. And how often do two celebrities see each other over the course of three months? Right. They're bouncing around. He's got his giant career. She's got her giant career. What, they get together three times, maybe once a month? He's filming a Spider-Man movie. She's got a tour. In my humble opinion, I just thought it was a little overboard for a three-month relationship. I could be wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I, I, but I dared speak ill of Taylor Swift, and I will never do it again. Now, speaking of love songs, could I ask you, what do you think... Just throw, and I don't need like your number one, but okay. like when it comes to like heartbreak songs, what, what's maybe like your top one? I, it, no one would know it. It's called Separated. And no one would know it. PM Dawn? Nope. No. Okay. It is an R&B song though. I can't even remember the name of the guy. I haven't listened. I've been, <laughs> I've been in a healthy relationship for so long. I haven't. Oh, it was by a guy named Avant and it was called Separated. And he says, now that we're separated, we can't stand one another. He was like, when we were together. We would do anything for each other. But now that we're separated, we can't stand one another. Mm. Yeah. All right. What about you? Heartbreak song. Let's go. I was actually, because I love my music playlist when I get in the car. And I, that's one of the things I'm most excited about this drive down to Tennessee about is really kind of digging in with my son and showing him like what my music tastes are. Yeah. I'll tell you this. First of all, Dolly Parton's Jolene. If like you listen to the words of that song. Oh, yeah. Heartbreaking. Oh, I, absolutely. Where you are begging another woman not to take your man because he's in love with you. Right. Is such a sad situation when you think about it. But think of how many women have probably been in that situation. It just, that, that's heartbreaking to me. No man is worth that. Hell no. Especially Dolly Parton. And the second one, Spinners, I'll Be Around. Mm-hmm. If you ever listen to the words of that song, it's about a guy who is in a love triangle, lost, and is telling her, Look, if you ever need me, I'll still be waiting for you. Oh, man, what a sucker. I, that dude's a sucker. And the spinners, I'm sorry. Like, I love, like, that Motown. Oh, hell yeah. The spinners are just phenomenal. And just, I even told my son one day, I was like, listen to the words of this song, man. Like, this is good music. When my daughter was trying to learn to play the bass, 
I said, you need to listen to Papa Was a Rolling Stone. Oh, yeah. Because there ain't no better bass line in all of music than Papa Was a Rolling Stone. And she's like, well, what is the song about? I'm like, well, dads used to be a lot different than your dear old dad. Mm-hmm. That you were lucky if you knew who your dad was back in the day. Like, if you ever saw him or... And it's something like the first six minutes of that song are just like the bass, pretty much. Right. And if I remember correctly, they fired the producer over that song. They didn't like it. Because the producer was like, no, this is terrible. Like, And they're like, no, this is the way we're going to do the song. And yeah. they were right. Oh, they were absolutely right. That, that song gets me hyped. Mm-hmm. Papa was a rolling stone. And when he died, all he left us was alone. How dare you? Damn! Good God. <laughs> That's a cold-blooded man right there. Uh, Craig texted in, you picked a fine time to leave me Lucille. Oh, yeah. Four, That's a good one. Four hungry children and a crop in the field. Brian texted in, Austin by Blake Shelton. Now, my problem with Austin is... I don't know who is who in that movie. Is it about the city or is it about a person? Right, because there's all sorts of like theories about that, right? right. Like yeah. the song could actually be about the city of Austin or right. Austin's the boyfriend. Yeah. I don't know. And to be quite honest with you, if I'm calling you and you're still leaving a vo- on your voicemail for your ex, your boy's got to pull you aside. Well, that's a... Dude, get it together. If you're caught in a love triangle and you're telling someone no matter what you do, I'll be around, you're a sucker. I, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> But there are just, and so going back to like the whole Taylor Swift thing, there is a real talent to write a song about heartbreak that oh. is like solid locked in. Well, okay, to make other people feel it too. To right. make other people feel your heartbreak, that is an amazing talent. And she did with that song. I'll, I'll give her credit on it. I was just shocked that it was over such a short relationship. Well, yeah, that's also ridiculous. <laughs> right. I mean, she's burning through people left and right. <laughs> and I, I, I honestly, until this very moment, I had no idea Taylor Swift and Jake Gyllenhaal were a thing. I didn't. It, it seems like. What I'm learning now is I'm learning more and more about Taylor Swift. I feel like on a daily basis, mm-hmm. she dated a lot of guys, a lot of fa- very, very famous people. John Mayer was in the mix at one point. Yeah, I knew he was always bouncing around because he he hooked up with Jennifer Aniston too, right? Oh, he did. I think so. Man. John Mayer's got. I don't know what it is. How? I think girls like that dirty hippie that they think if they shine up and take home the mom and dad that right. this is the winner. Like he's just a deep thinker, and then they get into his apartment like oh. You you really are about this lifestyle. I got imagine his. I imagine he's got like a New York flat, and it's got dirt floors. You know, you walk give in. Me, give me the basement. You go to the bathroom, and it's just like a pile of leaves in the corner. That's my toilet paper because I don't believe in waste. I'm like ah. Uh. Well, I, I do. I don't know about that. All right. Nick says uh, whoever's in New England is a good love song on on love triangles. I've never heard that. Never song heard that one. Never I have no one. idea who even sings it. Yeah. All okay. right. Well, had to take your word for that. By the way, I love the fact that we talked about love songs and like the heartbreak of all, and three guys texted it because <laughs> we feel deep and we don't we don't get to cry, we don't get to go to our boys and be like, "Hey, man, I'm hurting. We got to do it alone in the car with a sad song." Because you know what you do when your boy shows up and says, "Hey, I had my heart broke." What? Strip club. Let's go. <laughs> and drinking in the afternoon. That's right. Let's do this. Come on, buddy. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, if your night didn't end up in the bed of a truck, yeah, passed out. Yeah, then you need better boys. Boy, I remember. I remember breakups just like feeling like just low for like months on end. You know, like when the really when the one you thought was going to be it broke up with you for the ninth time. Right. <laughs> You'd think I'd learn by now. <laughs> I never, I me, mean, I was just like, eh, good. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I knew that there was no one else for me until I met my wife. Ah. Uh, I didn't think I was going to marry anybody else. I was just killing time. So what, her alarm set for 6, 10 a.m. every yeah, day? Yeah, she's up right now. Good morning, babe. 
Mr. <laughs> 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 Kelly, who? <laughs> Should we do some history? Work? Come on. Come on, man. Oh, oh. what the hell? Oh. oh, that's not my fault. That's a computer error right mm-hmm. there. Watch, it's going to fire off like 10 times. The history. There it is. We'll get there one of these days. Mm-hmm. Woody was on this day all the way back in 1913. Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa. Men have names. Oh, talk about a guy who could write a sad song. Nat King Cole. Mm hmm. Well, just the voice. Oh, man. He has a song called uh, What Did I Do Wrong, I believe it's called. Oh, my gosh. That's heart-wrenching. His Christmas album is just classic, man. I'm working. My next imitation is going to be Nat King Cole. Are you ready for this? <laughs> okay. Listen. <clears throat> the first <laughs> Noel the angels did see. No, that's awful. <laughs> The first. <laughs> Sounds like Bobcat Goldwyn. <laughs> Let me tell you what and happened. Usually, on this. old black guys are your go-to when it comes to invitations. <laughs> uh, I'm a this man yeah. was a collector. Mm-hmm. Stolen from the Louvre Museum in Paris on August 11th, 1911, Leonardo da Vinci's masterpiece, The Mona Lisa, was recovered from Vincenzo Perugia. He was sentenced to 14 months in jail. What the hell are you going to do with it? Just say, tell your buddies you got it. Put it up in the basement bar. You can't sell it. Like, we got to throw it up on eBay a month later? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I bet you anything there's a black market for that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm sure. You know, they put on their yachts and whatnot. That's, that's one of those things, though. It's like, that thing is only valuable because they said it was valuable. The painting. All, the, all, moner, all We've talked about this before. All modern art is right. like that stuff. It's only valuable because someone said it is. It's all a money laundering scheme. Ah, 100%. Mm-hmm. On this day in 1957... <laughs> You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. I tried to grab a happy song because the story is kind of gross. Jerry Lee Lewis married his 13-year-old cousin Myra. I'll get you in trouble. And not and, back then, though. No, but the weird thing is, like, he would joke about it. Oh, it was just icky. Every sound clip I found dealing with that topic grossed me out. Well, so I thought I'd just play Great Balls of Fire. He's marrying a 13-year-old kid. It's gross, so right. that makes sense. But. I was gonna try. I was like, but I think it was his second. What? I think it was his second cousin. So let me let's check with the judges real quick. Is that gross? Still gross. <laughs> Disgusting, man. Oh, mm-hmm. but and great she, balls of fire still slaps. So she gave an interview later in life, and they asked her, "What were you thinking as a thirteen-year-old marrying this guy?" And she said, "She said we were hearing nothing about like we were hearing about atomic bombs and H bombs, and we were told that these things were going to come any day and wipe out civilization." She said, "I was the child of the bomb, so I had a different outlook on life. That all I ever wanted to be was married and have a kid." And Jerry Lee Lewis came along at that time. I don't know, man. Let me check. Still <laughs> gross. Still, well, no, yeah, still gross. Still gross. I'm, I'm just telling you what she said later on in life that she was told all the time as a kid, and I bet a lot of people her age were that hey, the the bomb's gonna wipe out civilization, but unless it, you duck under your desk, he wasn't alone. And, and I'm not defending it, but you, Elvis, the judges, still yeah, gross, still gross, but like, still gross, Elvis. Uh, Jimmy Page and Zeppelin, David Bowie, all these guys had like really young girlfriends, and I mean young as in, wait, gross, yeah, gross. Well, I mean Priscilla Presley was sixteen. That's what I'm saying. When, when her parents let her come from Germany to the United States with Elvis Presley, just saying. Good lord. Mm-hmm. On this day, would in 2020, a kind of a sad note. You've got to kiss an angel good morning and let her know you think about.
Charlie Pride passed away on this day in 2020. And of course, remember the anger after that because of the CMAs. Right. Because he showed up at the CMAs, gave a fantastic performance, and then I think he passed away of COVID, right? Yeah. And people were like, well, this is because you had the CMAs and all that, and I don't... Yeah. Okay. okay. As we've learned more, like there was no way to stop anyone yeah. from catching it back then. Well, we didn't know at the time. Yeah, but still, what a career! And that, what a again. You want to talk about a voice? That dude. Uh, that dude. Dude deserves more credit than he even gets. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, and then let's do some birthdays real quick, Wood. Come on. Celebrating a birthday today. It's gonna be kind of hard to decipher from this clip, but are you mad at me? Oh, Pete. I can never stay mad at you. That's the problem. I gotta say, North Island's the one place I thought for sure I'd never run into you. Jennifer Connelly from the movie Maverick there, but of course in the 90s, she ruled the movie. Well, and she's just a classic I'm telling beauty. you, the movie Career Opportunities is just, it's as 90s as you can get. Hmm. I don't even know if it was a hit, but that I, I don't know a single teenage boy that did not fall in love with her during Career Opportunities. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Oh, man. She was just at her apex of just gorgeousness at the time. I, see, I thought she was a smoke show in Maverick here. She was? Yeah. I'm just saying to you here. I mean, she got she got Maverick. <laughs> right? It's quality. So, I, I honestly, I don't know how old she is. I'm going to say she's 51 today. Oh, you're a little low, my friend. <clears throat> Jennifer Connelly must have a good moisturizing routine because she's 53 today. Honestly, I thought I was high at 51. Re- yeah. Jeez, good for her. Good for Tom Cruise. Uh, And then also celebrating a birthday today, but although he has since passed, but it would have been his birthday. It would have been Bob Barker's birthday today. Do you know how old he would have been? I'm just going to say this real quick. Bob Barker made me feel good. Oh, yeah. Because the the first thing I think of when I think of Bob Barker is staying home from school right. sick. You think of home. And you, you pop that on the TV, man, you can forget about being sick, at least for a little bit. Yep. And Bob Barker just seemed like such a genuinely good dude, other than the time he beat up Happy Gilmore. Even Happy had it coming. He did. Honestly, <laughs> you think, and, and hey, he got worked. Right. Bob Barker, he had to be, I'm going to say like, nine, he would have been 98 today. Ah, oh, you're close, but uh, <clears throat> you'd have been 100 years old today. Get out. No, nah, man. Hey, spay new to your pets out there, too. All <laughs> right? right? I'll do it for you today, Bob. Of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well.